How is how has your day been so far? Well, okay. So you know, like I try to go to the store with the kids on Saturdays, yeah. and it's a mess. But mostly because I still have anxiety about it because I'm a single mom on a budget. Mm. So, like, Michaela gets her little basket and she starts throwing everything in there. And I'm like, but what if we get to the register and I don't have enough money? But then I have to remember, like, I don't live that life anymore. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, yes. That was something I, I remember, like, growing up and we would be, my mom and I, we would go into the grocery store and we'd be waiting in the line. And it was time to pay for the groceries. And, you know, she'd pull out her her food stamps with her little book. It was a little mm -hmm. book of food stamps and she'd find her five or her 10 or whatever. And I was always like, I was a kid. I didn't know anything, but I was embarrassed because I'm like, you know, like I'm, we're poor and we're like, it almost, it's almost a stigma. Like if you're poor or if you're going to be living using government help, then you're like trash or you're <laughs> not nothing, you know? And so I was yeah. always uncomfortable with that because it always made me feel, and I was just a kid. I didn't like know anything about government or spending or anything like that, but there's a stigma that comes along with it. So now mm -hmm. I can go to the store and I don't really, well, I don't go to the store. I ain't been to the store since February, uh, but right. I, can, I know what I'm spending money on, but I could go to the store before that and like I could just grab something and pay for it. And I didn't have to worry so much about like the, the cost, but, Mm -hmm. But then you got to be careful because if you get to the point where you start to spend too often too much then you start to run into issues because then you become an overspender and then you start to yes. spend too much money and then you start to go into debt at that point. Mm -hmm. There's a double-edged sword. It's like there's something on both sides. Like yeah. you must find that balance. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we were talking about like the topic what we were going to talk about today. You were wanting to talk about the devil. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just, you're like, let's talk about the devil. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, like, tell me about that, like, for a second, because we can chat with about that for a second. I don't even remember what it was that triggered me to, oh, because we were talking about um, the video size when I was uploading, and you were like, girl, don't get stressed, but I feel like a lot of people don't realize that, like, whatever's causing them the most stress, mm. like, to me, like, that is the devil in your life. You know mm. what I mean? Like, that's what you need to work on. That's what you need to be healing and dealing with. So like, that's why I wanted to get your thoughts on it because like, what is, what do you mm. even think about like the devil of the Bible? Mm -hmm. I think, well, you know, when you go back to like the biblical text and when you go back to when the text was coming together, because a lot of people don't realize that the Bible just didn't drop out of the sky and fall into the church's lap. You know, like some people actually believe that they believe it fell from the sky and there was a complete text that had everything in it about God and about whatever and it wasn't like the Bible is based on a bunch of books that were um, with Jewish texts and there was an old religious belief system and then here we had um, Jesu uh, we had uh, Jesus come along and Jesus was like hey I'm here to bring the new word like what we've been following and what y'all been thinking is 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 gonna work for y'all isn't really gonna work for y'all there's so much more to it than what you believe and you let me empower you and so he was trying to empower people etc and then that went out and started to spread and there was different factions and different groups that thought that they believed the true way and which is the same shit we have today so then right. that you know fast forward 100 200 300 years you start to get closer to where the council of nicaea happened where emperor constantine got everybody together and said hey y'all y'all all have different beliefs about 
Christ and the beliefs of Christianity. So let me bring y'all together. Let's kind of put something together and create one source so that everybody can stop fighting mm -hmm. and we can just go off of the one source. So they decided why we're, we're not going to do away with the old religious beliefs because we don't want people to, to feel like this is just something made up and there's no authority to it. We want to use the old religion to kind of back up the new religious beliefs that Jesus was starting to bring about, which is it was, they weren't even religious beliefs. They were spiritual philosophies and spiritual right. beliefs uh, and practices. So they tacked on the original text from the old world religion and all these different belief systems that have really nothing to do with Christ. And then they tacked on the New Testament to that. And they say, here we go, guys. Here's the one book. Here's the one source. Go for it. So when you think of the devil, I don't even think Christ mentioned the word devil mm -hmm. or Satan in any of his beliefs. Because if you go over the oldest texts that mention anything to do with Satan or the devil, there's no mention of it from Christ. It start that's mm -hmm. all stuff that you kind of bring in from like the newer beliefs after Christ existed from the followers mm -hmm. and the, you know, and then you also mix in some of the old beliefs. But there was different ideas about the devil, and some of the older beliefs were that we all possess this devilish being within us, and that we're we're a combination of these higher energies or higher angelic beings and then we're the devilish beings and they exist that's why you where you get that idea of like you got the little devil and the little angel on your shoulder yeah. because it's all possessed within us and so at some point they kind of messed with that and they created it as like an external being that's separate from you yes. where it's this okay. like demonic being with red horns and whatever and at that point they were trying to kind of create a bad guy because throughout all history yeah. if you look at all movies all films all plays there's always the the evil person or the bad guy there's always that right there's the 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 heroine and then there's the bad guy and so they needed to create they needed to kind of prop up Christ to make Christ feel like he was the good guy because they wanted everyone to jump on board with that so they started to kind of detach this idea of a devil and created this separate being and so over time it actually became a real energy that people now when they think of the devil or they think of satan or whatever they actually believe yeah. this being exists as an actual being and mm -hmm. in some ways that is true but not necessarily in the way that we think because in life we are the church we bring yeah. the beingness of God into this world. We are the authority of God in this world, which is why, you know, don't pray to God to fix the shit that you should be fixing yourself because you are the authority. You are God in this world. You are the representation of divinity here. Why are you going to be asking God to fix something when you made that yourself? You created the situation or the circumstances that brought this about. So it's up to you to fix it. God will support that mm -hmm. process, but don't ask God to fix your shit for you because that's not the place of God, mm -hmm. right? So... Right. Now within us, we have both aspects of divinity. We have the highest form of beingness, which is love, that purity, that love, and it exists in all of us, every single one of us. And then we have the part of us that is very connected and attached to this world, to this reality, and all of the horrors that go along with it. Yeah. And so when you think of like the devil, when you think of like darkness and evil and et cetera, don't disconnect yourself from that because we are a part of that as well. That's a part of us. We've created it here. We right. have produced that here. And so there is nothing that exists outside of us. We are it. So everything that we see around us yeah. is a reflection of our being. And when you think of something like a devil or something like um, a demonic being, and people will 
you know, they won't argue with me on this, but I'm coming from a spiritual place and and I'm <laughs> using the teachings of Christ and the teachings of the masters to understand this. But it's something that we actually create and continue to manifest in our beingness. Um, and if you get enough people being this lower vibratory energy because of their thoughts, their emotional reactions, their emotional uh, beingness, their physical actions, you start to have that energy come together and then we start to have phenomenon that associates with that. So for yes. me, the devil is not an actual being, but it is because we've created it and we continue to mm -hmm. pump energy into that by our own beingness and it's, it's a part of us. If we stopped existing on this physical spectrum, there would be no devil because it exists within each and every one of us. And we have to make that choice every day that we go into the world and that we live our lives, whether we're going to amplify the light or we're going to amplify the dark. Either way, there's no right or wrong choice because we are ultimately accountable to what we've created. I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much, Queen. <laughs> so that's the simple, that's the simple <laughs> answer there, right there. Um, which actually brings me to the next the next topic or the next thing because I was having a conversation with with Kendall last night our friend Kendall and uh, We were talking about like the idea of monetization and how Is it okay to monetize spirituality or you know, you've got all these people who, who are out in the world they are pretending or acting like they're the spiritual authority and <clears throat> everything that they do is monetized and we were discussing, mm -hmm. like, is it okay to monetize spirituality? And the reason why that came up is because we were talking about something that we're working on and some of the projects right. that we're on, we're doing. And he was like, you know, well, if you create this and you create this, then it should be like a, a sell, it should be an upsell to something that you, you know, can offer them to buy. And what I told him is like, no, I don't, you know, it's like, for me, if I am here to serve humanity, it's not, I'm here to serve humanity as long as I can make a dollar or I can make a buck. It's like, I'm here to serve humanity. Yes, I have the right to earn a living while I'm doing it, but that doesn't give me the right to take advantage of everyone and take from them because they see me as a spiritual authority and they need answers and they need help. Mm -hmm. And so everything that I do for people in any way, shape or form should be somehow leading to them giving me money or bringing me more money. So yeah. that's where it gets tricky. And so for me, it's like, I am, I am here to hurt. I am here to serve. I am here to give. I am here to honor the contract that I have with God, where I'm here to serve humanity in the best possible way that I can. So anything that I know, anything that I've learned, anything that I have been through, I'm going to use that to give humanity as much of what I can as possible. But to try to charge for every bit of that, I'm not okay with that. And you got these people like, and I'm going to use a, a person as an example, and, and, and you know, she might be a very nice person. I'll use Gabby Bernstein as an example, because for me, mm -hmm. she's an example of this, where if you, if you look into Gabby Bernstein, almost everything she does is monetized. She may offer a little free mini, a little free mini lecture here. She may offer, you know, a little free something there, but it's all, it's all leading back to an upsell. Like if you read this, by the way, go over here and buy this. If you want to be part of this lecture, be a part of it, but we're going to talk about how you can buy this package while you're doing it. And I don't believe in that because I believe that you're going to teach and give to others and serve humanity. You should be doing it without this feeling of like having to be paid back in return. And that's, and it's really about loving and loving purely, not loving because you're going to get something back. So it's almost this idea mm -hmm. where you can make money off of every opportunity to help humanity or to serve humanity. Again, it's one thing to 
make a living, it's another thing when you want to get rich off of, oh, what happened here? I'm sorry. My oh. sister was calling me. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, what's going on? Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> so it's, it's, uh, it's about monetizing every single thing that we can monetize. And I don't agree with that. Mm -hmm. yeah. I absolutely agree with you. And I feel like a lot of people will look at you sideways if you, the little Skype thing just showed up on my screen. Um, so like, it will look at you like you're crazy if you're like, yeah, I'm just giving away stuff. Cause they're like, well, I need to pay you. I'm like, no, no, this I'm giving to you. Yeah. This is for you. You know, like, yeah. especially like when I read cards for people, I don't charge for that because I'm like, I'm just connecting and giving you what it is that you need to know because mm. my service is totally unrelated to that. Like if I'm giving you that information, that's for you, mm. you know? So like, I absolutely, I think there's a, there's a, a line that you tell because like, I want to earn and I want to give information that people can actually, can absolutely pay for. But then I'm like, well, am I turning into one of those people? Do I mm. want to, you know, make sure that I'm not hurting others, but I'm like all this free shit that's, that's going on on my platform. Mm -hmm. I wish somebody would come at me like that. Like I don't get paid for podcasting or, you know, like, like absolutely not. Like when I write a blog, that's just me giving it to you. Like I don't right. have ads rolling through there. Right. Like I just think, and okay. And so here's a major issue in the, I guess, the black spiritual community. And this is like some, a lady came to me the other day and she was like, I'm not sure who I am or what I supposed to be doing. And she told me that she had paid a Babalawa, which is like a priest for, for, uh, like African $500 to tell her what she was supposed to be doing with her life, which mm -hmm. only she can really define this yeah. from her connection. Yeah. But that made me so sad. So I was like, well, here, like I just told her in an email what she could do herself. And then I sent her on to another woman who is a mentor for exactly what she's trying to do. And that's really where I do most of my work as a mm. conduit for all of y'all. Like if there's somebody who is trying to understand their gifts as a medium, like I have a friend, he's like, I feel like ghosts or spirits keep coming to me. I'm like, okay, well, he's for Fernie, you know, like there are different people doing different things. And so mm. like, I feel like that's part of my gift is the people coming and I just send them to the folks that are going to be helping them. Cause what I do is not defined by any type of um, spirituality. I think that's out there yet. Mm. So it's kind of tough for when people come to me for me to tell whether or not they're for me, it's like a specific type of person. So I'm like, well, you, I'll send you over here. Yeah. You know, cause I'm like not going to be soft and sweet. Like I'm going to be showing up in your inbox. Like, excuse me. You're fucking up right now. This is going <laughs> right. to take a specific type of person. <laughs> right. You know? Right. So. Yeah. No, it, 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 it kind of like, it's funny because Ed and I, my partner, we were talking last night about it and he was like, why are you, what, you look perturbed or you look irritated. And I was like, yeah, because you know, we, I got into a conversation about Gabby Bernstein. Don't mention that bitch to me. You know, it's like, and I was all fired up over Gabby, which is funny. You know, I don't know her personally. She might be a really nice person. And I was going online looking to see what she offers. And I mean, she does mm -hmm. blogs and she does offer some things that I guess you can consider to be free, but everything is tied back. She's a money making machine. It really is about how can I make as much money as possible with every possible connection to you that I have? And I just felt mm -hmm. icky with that because, you know, I don't, I mean, her heart may be pure, but 
if you're in a position where you have a lot of this extra that you can offer and give to people, you shouldn't monetize all of it. You know, it's one thing, again, to make okay. a living, because I have to make a living. I have bills, bills to pay. I have people that I employ. So I've got to continue to do what I got to do to support that. But at the same time, like, I'm not trying to make everything about the money. And I only that, but I also feel like it's really, like, it's a big spiritual law that if you are going to serve humanity and if you want to align with the highest purpose possible, you have to connect with the purest form of love and giving that you can, which means do not give just to get back. Do not give just to receive. Just give. Just give. The universe is going to find a way to take care yeah. of you. Don't worry about how you're going to get taken care of. Just focus on the giving. And, yes. and it's not giving like out of obligation because, you know, a lot of us have learned how to have been conditioned to give out of obligation. Like, you should give because the church tells you to or because your mom taught you to give or whatever. No, give because you feel you feel this beingness within you that if you aren't giving, you are robbing those who are the most in need of having something that they may actually yes. need to, to get through this place, to get through this reality. You know, and living this human life is not an easy experience to go through. So I, it's, it's, there's this... There's this purity that comes along with that giving and so you have to balance it out you have to balance it out you can be very successful you can do well financially you can make a really you can have a really incredible business but also if you really are coming from a place of like true authentic spirituality you better find a way to give of the most highest and give of the purest form because you have to balance it out if you don't balance it out and you're just about the money at some point something's not going to work for you at some point it's almost like the universe saying hey Here's the road. Here's the path. Go for it. But if you don't stop yeah. and give someone some of the cargo that you're carrying at some point, because what you may not realize is that every time you stop, you're also, you're also planting seeds that will affect everything beyond you. But if you just focus on where you're going and what you're getting to, you might find yourself ending up down a really lonely road that doesn't lead to anywhere and you missed an opportunity to connect with something that was beyond yourself with every person that you could have touched or every person that you could have given to. So I was like, I was worked up yesterday. I was pissed. I was like, don't talk to me about, you know, and it's like, again, like, I don't know her. Like I don't know nothing against her personally, but it's just, it's just the feeling of this It's like, if I sign up for this, it's a mini lecture, but then it leads you back to buy this. This is $3,000. This is yeah. like, What's so fucking different about that going to like some of these curanderas or some of these people on the side of the road where they tell you you're cursed or you got dark energy around you or, yeah. you know, if you don't pay me $5,000, you're cursed for the rest of your life. Like, bam. Like, I mean, for me, like, bam, that's a bam moment because I'm like, no, 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 no. You are trying to take advantage of someone's suffering. And because of this, like, no, I'm sorry, but we're not doing that. We're not doing that. I just think you don't have to charge that much because this really, like we both are always saying when you are connected with yourself, mm -hmm. the information be there, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So to charge $5,000 to understand yourself is really, really wrong Yeah. because some of these people, like, like you said, it is really difficult to survive here yeah. for some of us, you know, especially whenever you have mental health issues or just, carrying all your trauma with you, your next stop before, after you try to reach out to somebody could possibly be suicide. Mm -hmm. So if I am like, well, let me see if Gabby can help me or sorry, I don't know her either. And I get there and it's $5,000. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be like, well, fuck, I'm just going to go to the garage and turn mm -hmm. the car on because I'm never going to figure it out. 
Yeah. You know, not yeah. five thousand dollars, especially when you only have five. Yeah. Well, it's also, it's, I mean, what really gets me also is like the churches, because I think that the churches have become so corrupt. I mean, you got all of these, you've got people who don't have jobs right now. Their bills are like, you know, piling up. They're not paying bills because they can't afford it. They, they got to choose between food and, you know, a bill. And so they can't really, it's not even a choice for them. They're trying to just survive. And then you've got all these churches that just got bailed out and were given millions, billions of dollars. And first of all, they're not supposed to even be connected with anything to do with the government because it's supposed to be very disconnected. Right. There's a reason why it was put in that way. But all these churches got money. I don't see mm -hmm. all of the coverage. I don't see all of the all of the expressions of honoring God and Christ from these churches anywhere. Like, okay, if you just got two or three million dollars, you better not use that to pay for your lights to hold services on Sunday. You need to use that to, yes, you can pay your staff, but you better start getting a food drive together. You better start providing services for the people who don't have that money. You know, you need to start filtering that out to the people because this is not about the church. If the church has to fail for the people to survive, then let the church fail for the people right. to survive because the church is to serve the people, not to church, not to serve itself. And so it's got to be about the people. And so I'm like, I'm hearing all of that and just woo, piss me off because it's like, no, like it has, you have to serve people. You're here to yeah. serve people. If you call yourself a church, actually it's funny because Ed was like, babe, you should start your own church because you can set Remember the, the example. Right, right, right. You can set the example and you can start teaching these people how to like love properly. And I'm like, well, I don't know. Because I don't really, I'm not, I don't ever want to be in a position where I'm an authority in that way to people. I'm here to empower people, not to be there, not to be the source of power for them. I'm not here for that. Yeah. But which is why I, I do, I am working towards creating an organization that will be what you can consider a church. But these churches are here to serve the people. And if you got money from the government, and you should have never even got that to begin with. These people should have got it because they can't even pay their bills. Okay, you need to find a way to filter this out to those people because this is unacceptable. This is unacceptable. Like, like, what? Where is that? Where is that? Like, this isn't about getting together on Sunday. This is about helping preachers survive every single day. They can't even survive every single day. What the? What the point? What's the fucking point of getting together on Sunday and have them? And and not only that, you're probably going to ask them to pay you money or to give you money on Sunday as well to help you support the church again. It's like, it's not about the church. It's about the person. It's about the people. You know, there's a reason why Christ had his services outside in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Because he knew damn well that if you create a house or you create a structure and you, you empower that and then you take away the power of the people and you start to disempower the individual because they are the church. They bring that with them. So, mm -hmm. Well, I think, okay, I know we have to get to the e-reading. Mm. Don't forget. Well, well, uh, um, well but, I'm doing that. I'm doing it the other way. So I'm doing it the other oh, way. Oh, you're doing it the other yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, so just let me say this real quick, and then you can kick me off so you can talk to your folks, because everyone's asking. They want to know about their uncle and yeah. everybody else. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think the issue just goes back to the person who created the dollars, because we really don't need that. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we want to live here for real, we can trade our energy, our services, mm. you know, and that way we're really living in love because, okay, well, I have to be at my highest vibration to do my work that I know mm. I have to do to get what I need to eat. Mm. It's not like everybody's hustling for the dollars. Like someone made that money. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. So, yes. But what do you mean? Wait, wait, wait. Go back to that. Because you were saying, you know, like trading and all that other stuff. Like, what do you mean? Like, it's, well, like, yeah. Um, bartering. Like, 
part of whatever your service is, whatever you're good at, whatever you can do, you know, like, like we could live that way if enough people were like, yeah. Well, but yeah, but not everybody. Everything is based around the money. Yeah, but not everybody's going to have something to offer. Not everybody can have something to offer. I mean, you've got some people who are debilitated. They can't, they can't do anything for nobody, you know? And it's like, what about those people? They can't trade for something. They can't barter something. They're still going to need some way to be supported. You know, I, I, I think that in being a world, and I'm going to say world because you can say country, but I think we're at a place in our world as a civilized society, <laughs> civilized society, that we should be able to take care of each other and actually know right. that that's important. Like, I think at some point, people got hooked on the idea that only they matter and nobody else's needs matter nobody else's worries matter nobody else matters i only matter like like at some point we got so stuck on that idea on that mentality that it's all about just the individual and yes you should take care of yourself you should make sure you're okay you should make sure you have what you need but at the same time when you're on a planet where you have so many people suffering and starving and being raped and being killed and being you know violated and violence and all this other stuff we have a, we have an obligation to help people period it doesn't matter really what country you're in or what country you're from like if you're going to consider yourself to be a spiritual human being an enlightened human being we have every opportunity on this planet to support each other and to create to really create at least the basic standard of paradise which is you don't have to worry about medicine you don't have to worry about food you don't have to worry about shelter and community comes along with that because community is a part right. of that when you care about the other person community becomes a part of that we have every resource to be able to do that. And yet we're still like struggling with just like me, 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 me. No, no, no. I'm only going to take care of these people because they're part of this political party. I'm only going to take care of these people because they're part of the same race. I'm only going to take care of these people because they are choosing not to be ghetto and they want to make something better of themselves. Like there's all these like tribalism mindsets that continue to separate us. But when you get down to it, people on, I believe by nature, people are loving, compassionate beings and it, it, it's a default it's a default for us but when you fill when we fill our heads up with these different separating mm -hmm. identities we start to create the hell and we start to empower the devil within all of us to separate and to focus on only what we can gain from the situation and mm -hmm. so yeah we can trade we can i mean trade is the basis of like the economy trade is the basis of the economy but I think that the things that we shouldn't have to trade for are the basic things that we can do something about right now. And if anything, the churches should be setting the example for this. The organizations in the world that align themselves with the beingness of God that are supposed to set the example for Christ and for Christianity, for compassion, for love, should be setting the example for this. And if anything, these churches should have gotten together and said, we are holding food, we're, we're, we're doing soup right. kitchens, we're, we're, we're doing clothing drives, we're doing whatever. We're going to provide resources to y'all because this is a crisis. This is a situation beyond anything we've ever seen before. So let's do something basic that we can provide people, that we can give to people. Um, and I think that's where we're, run we're running into a lot of uh, inconsistency there because people are, people are calling, it's almost like the Lakewood Church scenario where, you know, we had the hurricane. You got people who ain't got homes. They ain't, you know, what are you doing? Like you're a church. You've got this massive facility 
And yeah, maybe you don't want your church to be completely destroyed because you got people staying in there who may not have manners, who may not know how to take care of shit. Yeah, maybe you don't want that. Maybe you want to, you know, hold to the church in purity for the people who are going to come on every Sunday. But you're still at church. You're still promoting yourself as the representation of God and of Christ here. You're supposed to reflect. You're supposed to exemplify everything that that stands for. And the time you're supposed to exemplify it is in this moment when there is crisis, when there is nothing else for people to turn to. This is the moment that you have to rise and prove yourself worthy of the words you speak and just show it. And that that there just, it's not happening. We're not seeing enough of it. I'm sure there are plenty of churches that are helping, but there are more churches that are not and doing enough for the people that they're here to serve. Regardless of whether they're Christian or not, it's not about who you are or what you believe. It's about the humanity of it. The humanity of it. Mm-hmm. I'm ready, girl. Like I'm ready to. I'm ready to like get get that get that example starting to be set because it's almost like what the fuck has happened? You're like, what was going on in this world where we're not even yeah. we're turning on each other and we're trying to destroy each other? Where's the support? Where's the love? Where's the compassion? Where's the exemplification of everything that people stand for? Yeah, well, people don't stand for the right thing. So <laughs> let's yeah. begin there. You know what I mean? Like the majority of people stand for, I like you said, I am out for me. I am trying to get the most dollars that I possibly can. And what are you going to do with all that? Mm-hmm. You're going to make a bed out of the money? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. come on. Right. Like, right. So, and, it, it, and it all comes down to accountability. Like I don't think we are taught in school. I think if we are taught, if we were taught in schools, basic things it doesn't even have to do with religion if you're taught how to care about your neighbor if you're taught how to consider other people's feelings if you're taught how to speak to other people within a respectful manner so that you're acknowledging them but you're also respecting that they are different that we're taught how to mix with the different cultures that exist in this country because this is a country of many cultures we're not taught how to mix we're taught how to only focus on what we're used to, what we're comfortable with. We're not taught how to understand that people are different and they operate very differently. I think if we were taught some of these basic things from the ground up, I think that this would be a very different situation. I think we would be handling things very differently today. Absolutely. And actually I have a thing that I'm trying to start with like moms um, of all colors because we're the ones who are raising the babies. You know, the more the majority of women are doing the child rearing. Mm-hmm. So if we could, because they're not going to do it in school. Emotional right. intelligence has never been important at school. It's not going to start being so now. So if we could do like a program just among moms, like I was telling my friend, like, help me start a blog for it just to get the information out there. And if we could just teach our kids the same things about love, respect, humanity, mm. then when they leave our homes, they'll grow into adults who can operate that way as mm-hmm. opposed to operating like adults do now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I mean, I was taught to open doors for people, not because they were male or female. I was just taught to open doors to people. Like you be polite, you consider the other person, you know, open the door. Okay. And so I always do that. It's funny because people think I'm weird. They like, they're expecting me to like, expect something back or like I'm supposed to do something for it. And I'm like, no, like I'm opening the door for you so you can go in. So it's like just this basic, and they stick with you. Like if you're taught that as a child, they stick with you all the way through your Mm -hmm. like adulthood, just those little simple lessons. And then there's more to it than that because then you start to really feel when you smile at another, like when I'm like walking in the trails and I see someone and I smile, 
they smile back and there's something that shifts in them, right? There's like a shift that happens in them. Mm -hmm. And I don't just smile like fake smile, like, you know, it's like, that's a fake smile. That's my mama's smile. Like, mm, like that's a fake smile, right? Mm -hmm. I'm talking about like, like, it's this like depth, deep, drilling smile. Like, I love you. I see you. I honor you. And I'm not here to hurt you. Like, it's just this, this like intention behind it. And I think that if, if, if we started to teach from the ground up, just these basic things, I think that that would make the biggest difference for another, the next generation and the generation after that. And it's, it really is going to come down to the generations before that come after us because oh, yeah. what can we do at this point? This is you trash. Know? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, I think we're the Throw representation of 2020. Yeah. And there's a, there's a, there's a really good uh, documentary on Netflix that's coming out and I want to talk about it on the next one. Cause we're going to both have to watch it. It's called unwell and it's about like the spiritual community and how people seek spiritual teachers and spiritual guides and they're being taken advantage of and they're just giving away their money. And I think it's yes. important that, because I think it's, it's one of those things where I've been saying this for a while now, like the spiritual community is really fractured. And just because someone calls themselves spiritual, it doesn't mean that they're a good person. That just means that they're trying to, use, some people are trying to find a, a path that works for them to connect with source. Some people use the term spiritual to bring themselves up to an elevated position so that they can judge and they can critique everybody. And that's mm -hmm. no different than, than being like a, a Christian. Like, you know, I'm going to sit here and damn everybody. Then there's people who are in the spiritual community who are completely taking advantage of the situation because they know that people don't have anything else and they're trying to use that opportunity to kind of get people and take advantage of them. And then you've got people who actually are trying to like build themselves up and grow spiritually and teach spiritually. And unfortunately, mm -hmm. I feel like more than half of the people in the spiritual community are just really fucked up. And I, I'm writing an article, but that, that documentary, I think, talks a lot about this situation. I'm going to totally tune into that because I know a lot of people in the spiritual community are going to immediately start to bash it because they refuse to accept mm -hmm. that there's this going on in the spiritual community. It's the same thing as like the, the political community. It's the same thing like the Christian community because in the Christian community, it's all broken in pieces too. There's like fractions mm -hmm. and factions everywhere. So, all yeah. right. Just like the guy that took that girl's five hundred dollars, I was like, "Uh, -uh baby, yeah. I know a free Facebook group you can join to get your information." <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, and people like they come to me, they're like, "Hey, like, I'm willing to pay you. Can you do some work for me?" Like, and they want to pay me thousands of dollars to like, like to just like pretend like I'm doing something, and I'm like, "No, like, that's bullshit. Like, don't do that, and don't let anybody talk you into giving you, giving them your money." this is what you need to do. And then I'll give them a book or something to go actually do. I'm like, mm -hmm. it's going to take real work. Don't expect someone to fix your life for you because that's on you. And if you think that somebody's mm -hmm. going to fix your life for you, that's, that's, you're going to basically set yourself up to have to deal with this bullshit for the, for a long time to come. So. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And we ain't going to move no energy to make you feel better. You got to do that. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. So today's, E-reading question of the week has to do with a woman who is in a relationship. Well, she she's not in a relationship. She likes a guy and she wants to be able to get into a relationship with him, but he's already made it clear he doesn't want a relationship. And she's trying to figure out how to get him into a relationship because she likes him, right? Um, and she wants to be able to move on and actually build a life with this person, get married, etc. And here's what I'm going to say. And I know some of you may not like this, but it is the truth that some of you really need to come to terms with. If you like someone that doesn't give you the right to force that person into a relationship, 
period. Just because you like somebody doesn't make somebody yours. It just means that you like somebody. If you care about someone and if you like someone, you need to learn to respect their wishes. You need to understand who they are, who they're choosing to be, and embrace that reality. Because if your feelings and your sense of comfort, the sense of comfort that you get from them because you feel a certain way about them is more important than honoring their wishes and their choices, then you do not deserve to have that person in your life. And I know a lot of you are in situations like that where you care about someone, you like someone, you love someone, et cetera, and you feel that that entitles you to have them be your significant other. And it doesn't. It only entitles you to have those emotions. That's it. That's the only thing that person owes you is they owe you the ability to affect you that way, but they're not even responsible for that. You are responsible for that. You're responsible for the way you feel and for what you're gonna do with those feelings. And just because you feel a certain way doesn't mean that you're entitled to affect or control someone beyond their wishes, beyond their free will and beyond their choices. So if you like someone, if you care for someone and they've made it very clear they're not interested or they do not want a relationship, you need to honor that person's wishes. And you need to move forward and find someone who does want to have a relationship with you. Because if you keep pushing and keep pushing and keep pushing, then they're probably going to hurt you. They're probably going to break your heart. They're probably going to rebel or act out. And then you're going to be crying that they hurt you or why are they doing this to you? Because you forced them into a situation that they didn't want to get into to begin with. And had you just accepted that and embraced that reality and moved on, you probably could have found someone who was willing to be in a relationship and who was wanting to have that with you. So again, to make it clear, your feelings towards someone does not entitle them to have to be accountable to that. Those are your feelings. If they have chosen something for themselves, you need to honor those choices and find someone who would want to have a relationship with you. Okay. I wish you all the best. I love you all. And I know some of you are going to be pissed off about this, but it is the reality of the situation. So you need to honor free will and honor people's choices because they have the right to have those choices. Hello. Hello. How are you doing, sweetie? Oh my God, I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, FYI, there's baby energy around you. So if you're not planning on having a child or if you're not expecting anything with babies, be careful because I'm seeing baby energy around you. And normally when I see that, it usually means that someone could be more fertile than usual. They could be celebrating their baby shower. They can be having a baby or there might be some reproductive stuff that needs to be paid attention. So I'm seeing that around you. So within the next three months, be, be cautious, okay? Okay. All right. What did you want to ask me? Um... My my son passed away two days before Christmas, mm. so I just wanted to see if there was anything that he wanted to tell me. Mm -hmm. You said son? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so your son is with four people. There's a grandmother, and then there's three males. Um, are both your are both his grandfathers passed? Uh, one of his grandfathers is, yes. Okay, there's another male there on that level. So this would be like a grandfather and then it could be the grandfather's brother, but there's like, it's on the same level. Um, there's, mm -hmm. So there's, there's those two males. There's another male that is the brother or the husband of a friend or a cousin. 
So there's another guy that's there who probably passed suddenly or unexpectedly because he makes me feel like he passed pretty fast um, and he wants to let everybody know that he's okay. And there's a junior connection to him as well, but there's also a junior connection to your son. So there's, I've got like two separate junior names popping up. Was your son a junior or does he share his name with someone? Well, my grandfather who died, he was named after him. His middle name is Jesse after him. Got it. Okay. And so okay. And then the other guy, the one that's like the husband or the brother of a friend or a cousin, is he also a junior or was was he also someone? Well, actually, that was my ex-boyfriend and that was his nickname, Junior. Okay. Um, were you somehow but, related? I guess that's weird. Were you somehow related or did you have another connection to your ex besides just knowing him directly? No. There wasn't like another friend y'all were connected to or another person that y'all were somehow tied to? No. Well, no. I mean, but I do have a lot of, I have two young cousins who passed away before my son passed away, um, you know, he passed away with two of his friends. Okay. And then about maybe a couple of months before he passed away, one of his friends passed away. Okay. So, so there's, who's, is there a Gennaro or Gene, uh, Gennaro, Hanato, or um, it's a G name, a Guillermo. Is there like a G name like that? That's in spirit? That's his best friend's name. Oh, okay. So his best friend's mm -hmm. Guillermo? Yes, that's okay. his name. But his fr best alive. friend's still alive, correct? Yeah. Okay, yeah. He He's wanting to acknowledge his best friend. Now, rem and when you go back over the recording, remember the other guys, because I want to make sure they all get their, their say with whoever they need to pass on the message to. But your son is acknowledging his best friend, so he wants to acknowledge his best friend. <sighs> Do you know if his best, friend, his best friend's been doing a lot more drinking and driving or been just kind of really not duping? Okay. Um, I really don't know. I need it. Okay, check in with him. you need to check with him because if he's doing more drinking and driving, he's almost getting on his best friend's ass like he needs to stop. So he's almost wanting to check in with him, make sure he's okay. Um, he's also acknowledging five tattoos. Do you know people are going to be getting tattoos and there's going to be five of them? Different tattoos. Got it. He's just acknowledging all the different tattoos. So he's making reference to that as well. He also says, you are a good mom. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about telling everybody that you could have done better or you could he's like i don't want to hear that mom i don't want to hear it he says you're a good mom you're a good mom and he says you've done the best by me you've always thinking that done up thought about me you were there when nobody else was there what is was his dad not part of the picture was his dad missing because he's acknowledging like you were there when my dad wasn't there so i was like trying to figure out where he's going with that so he's acknowledging that he says you were there when my dad wasn't there you were there feeding me you were there clothing me you were there wiping my ass he says you were a good mom he says nothing you did in your life was wrong so he says i don't want to hear it i don't want to hear it he also says um <laughs> Did y'all call him the prince or was he referred to as the prince because he's acknowledging like being the prince or like being, um, was he the only boy? No. Okay. I don't know where he's going to with the prince or he's acknowledging the prince. So if he's not talking about himself, he's talking about the prince, but he's referencing something about a prince. You know what? I'm seeing a crown, like a literal crown on someone's head. So there might be a picture of someone where they put on a crown or he's got himself with the crown in some picture somewhere, but there's a reference to wearing something in my head and looks like a crown because he's acknowledging that. He also keeps acknowledging that he's the one that caused the picture to break. So did y'all have a picture break or picture fall? Yeah, in, in our living room. Okay, because he's acknowledging that he tried to get y'all's attention. He also says, um, okay. He, you heard him when you were asleep or you were half awake. He says, because he's talked to you and he said you heard him. You heard him. So he says that was him. He was just trying to let you know that he was with you and that was him. 
Um, he also, thank you. There's a little dog that's there as well. And there's also a bigger dog. Did y'all have two dogs that passed? <laughs> a little one and a big one? Cause he says the dogs are with him. Oh yeah, we have, yeah, we had, we had a pit bull. Yeah. And then um, a little dog, Lily, my, yeah. my son's dog. Yeah. My well, he was saying Lulu and I was trying to figure out where he was going with that, but that makes sense. Cause I thought it was Lulu. <laughs> yeah. But he's acknowledging the dogs being there as well. He also keeps referencing, um, George or Jorge? Is there a George or Georgie or Jorge connection? Nothing I can think of right now. I'm trying to ask him where that's going. Do you know of someone who was murdered that's connected to your son? Mm. Or was shot? One of his, yeah, his friend, the one who died before him, like maybe a couple of months before he died. Okay, so he's acknowledging that person being with him, but he added on that George or Georgie or, 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 or Gio. It's almost like he's trying to say something. The Giovanni? Is that the friend's name? That's my, that's his cousin. That's my nephew. His name's Giovanni. Okay. And they, he, we call him Joey. Okay. Is he passed? Yes. Oh, I got it. He's just trying to tell me everybody that's with him. He's got the guy that passed away or was murdered. He's got Gio or Giovanni with him. So he's trying to tell me everybody that's there. Um, your son loves you. He loves you. And he's not even like trying to like sugarcoat that. He's like, I love you. I love you. So he's almost like wanting to come across that way. Um, he also says, wear my hat, ma, wear my hat. So I don't know if you have his hat that you can wear sometimes, but he says, wear my hat, wear my hat. So he's acknowledging the hat and he's wanting you to wear that whenever you want to talk to him because he'll hear you. He's okay. He's okay. Yeah. He wants to make sure you know that you're not a bad mother. Okay. okay. All right. Oh my God. Yeah, he's always coming to me and he always brings me feathers all the time. Yeah. Like I literally have a jar full of feathers that I'm always finding feathers and dimes. Yeah. And I know that he's with me and that really happened uh, not even a week ago. I had just told some people that um, I felt like if his body went into me, mm -hmm. I was in my bed mm -hmm. and I literally felt the, the, the weight of him. Like if he, it just kind of felt like his soul went into my soul right. and I just, I felt it. And then like two days later, I heard him he said mom like in my ear and mm -hmm. i jumped up out of the bed and then i was like marcus and i talked to him all the time i have pictures of him all over my bedroom yeah. like everything is, is yeah. about him yeah but, no he knows how much you love him and i think he's trying really hard to let you know he was around you by the way the dimes are not him the dimes are a grandfather so there's a grandfather that's dropping the dimes mm -hmm. around um it might be is your, your dad's dad's pass? Your, your dad's dad? My dad's dad and my, my mom's dad. My mom's dad, the one that he's named after, I yeah. was very close to him. Well, the, the what's interesting is the dad, your dad's dad is the one that's dropping coins. Even though you might have been closer to your mom's dad, your dad's dad is dropping the coins. He's been wanting to apologize. Are there stories about him or are there things about him that people can we say? We don't know nothing about him. Okay. We he okay. was never a part of my dad's life. Okay. He's just apologizing. And there might be stories that have to do with him and your dad. And 
what they thought happened to him or who he was as a person before he was out of the picture. But he's apologizing and he's been wanting to apologize to your father for some time. So he's acknowledging that. So he's just wanting to get that out there to everybody. But he's just wanting to use this opportunity to say I'm sorry. But your son is okay and he is with you. Okay, thank you so much. Oh my God. Thank you. Sweetheart. You take care of yourself. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Hello. Hello. Oh, sorry. Hey. Hey, what's going on? Hey, how you doing? All right, how are you, brother? I'm good. I'm good. I'm loving that hair. Thank you, man. It's growing a little bit. Awesome. What did you want to ask me? So, um, actually, uh, having a real tough time uh, going through a custody battle uh, with uh, my son's mother. Um, mm -hmm. Always on us, always making trouble. Um, a few weeks ago, she actually came and um, she fought us in our yard and she made it away with my son. Um, I didn't want to chase him down. My son was screaming. He was terrified. Um, I just found out we have court on um, when? The 27th. So, I'm just wondering how that will turn out. I don't know. So I don't feel great about it. Um, I think that she's going to claim a technicality that you broke or technicality that that got like messed up somehow. And so it may not go 100% in your favor. Um, and so I feel like you're going to have to deal with it again or come back and like fight against the ruling. Because I feel like whoever's making the decision in the courtroom isn't whoever's making the decision doesn't have all the story or doesn't have all the pieces or information. And I also think that y'all probably need to get some sort of a background on her because I feel like she, is she not mentally stable or she have like a really bad history of like getting in trouble? Uh, I don't know if she has a history. I don't know much of it, but she's bananas, man. Okay. I feel like she's not mentally stable and I feel like she might actually be borderline personality. And so y'all probably need to like, in, it's difficult because she is the mother and many times the mother just by nature they assume especially and they do this especially with black males they automatically assume oh bad father or black male he's a bad father he's not a, you know they automatically start to think that way and so you're gonna have to validate that this situation is unique in that she's not well and that she's making it sound a certain way to kind of fit the narrative that that they normally go by so i feel like you're gonna have to prove that she's not okay. You can probably get a background check done on her because that may show issues in her past that she probably doesn't even want you to know about because it can be used against her. Um, I also think that y'all may be able to get a witness that is connected to her family or connected to her to speak on y'all's behalf. And I think that will help to push it over the top. If you don't get all that done and prepared for the case, for the court date, you're. I think that's not going to go in your favor, which right now that's what I'm thinking is that it may not go 100% in your favor, but I think you're going to fight it. And I think when you come back, you'll have both of those pieces in place that will make the difference. And I think you'll be able to go ahead and um, get custody again. Thank you so much, man. You're welcome. You're welcome. Be prepared because this is going to be a pain in the ass, man. It's been heavy for a long time, man. Yeah. yeah. All right, my friend. Well, you take care of yourself. All right. Appreciate it, man. You're welcome. Right. Bye-bye. Oh my god! Lupe. <laughs> Hi Lupe, how you doing? Oh my god, I can't believe it! How you doing, sweetheart? I'm so in shock that oh. <laughs> bless you for picking me. Oh you're welcome, sweetheart. What did you want to ask? Thank me? you for sharing your gift. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. I wanna know if my mom ever loved me. Did she forgive me? Mm -hmm. 
Let me see. Would be a good daughter to uh, her. There are two women in spirit who are motherly to you. Do you also have a mother-in-law that's passed as well? No. Okay, there's another mother figure in spirit who acts like she was your mother as well. So even though you're asking about your mom, there's another woman in spirit that's like a mother to you. So she's gone as well. So, uh, say that again? My grandma, my mom's mom. Did she raise you like you were her daughter? Yes. Okay, got it. Yes. Got it, because she's calling herself your mom. Your grandma is so tough. Like, she don't like to play around. Your grandma could be a, a bit tough with other people. She was also very protective and defensive. So do you understand that? Yes. Okay, your grandmother, let me, let me first say what your grandmother wants to say, and then I'll ask your mom. Your grandmother is wishing a happy birthday. So is someone celebrating a birthday in the last week or the last two weeks? In the last week, my sister. Okay, so your grandmother is wanting to wish her happy birthday, so she's acknowledging that. Your grandmother also says that she sends white doves or birds to you because that's a symbol from your grandmother. So she says that. But I have doves. Oh, oh, okay, got it. So she's acknowledging the connection to the white doves. She also wants you to know that she's the one that has been trying to wake you up in the middle of the night. So I don't know if you've been finding yourself waking up and you don't know why you keep waking up at the same time. I, I wake up and, and I'm like, oh my God, what's going on? Like, yeah. why do I wake up like this? Yeah. Such she's trying to wake you up because she's been wanting to connect with you and she's been wanting to bring your mother through because she says your mother has some things she wants to tell you. So your grandmother says she's the one that made this connection happen with you today. She also says that when you smell the flowers, that's also your grandmother also. So she says that's gonna come coming from her. All right, now with your mom. Your mom is apologizing to you because she feels that she didn't do the best job that she should have done as a mother. So she's apologizing to you. She also says she doesn't blame you for being angry or resentful towards her and not wanting to be there. So she says, you don't have to be angry with me. I, I forgive you, but you don't need to ask me for forgiveness. You need to forgive me because I should have done more for you. So that's what your mother is telling you, okay? Your mother is also acknowledging that she's been dropping coins around. Have you been drop, seeing coins or finding coins in random places? I, I have pennies everywhere, and I just like, Perfect. I think maybe that's her, and I think, nah, it's not her. She yep. wouldn't do that. She's dropping pennies around because she says that's her way of trying to give you something, and that's her way. She says they, they limit how much money they can give us, so, so she can only give you a penny. So she says that she's been trying to leave you these coins around. Your mother also says that, thank you, um, there's a baby with her in spirit. Do you know if there was a baby that was miscarried, lost, or terminated, or someone lost a child? Got it. She's acknowledging the baby being with her as well. She also, thank you. Is there a Lucia or Lucita or Lucinda or Lu, 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 Luciana? Luz. Luz. Who's Luz? My mom. Okay. She's just trying to give me her name. So she's acknowledging her name and referencing that. She also says that, thank you. Did you, did you say a prayer for her in mass or did you ask her for forgiveness in the church? Yes. It says she heard you when you did that. She knows what you feel. She knows what's in your heart. She says you don't have to keep asking her for forgiveness. She says she doesn't want you to feel like you like she like you just like you have to ask her for this. She doesn't want that anymore. She says she is asking you for forgiveness. And she wants you to know that she loves you and that when she was alive she wasn't okay in her head and she didn't always know how to be okay because she wasn't well in her mind you understand that she she was sick okay and that's why she acted the way she did sometimes because she wasn't okay in her head but she says she did love you she did love me. she did love you she also thanked you for the rosary did you buy a rosary for her i have rosaries everywhere okay. she's acknowledging the rosary so she's referencing that she also says she wants you to watch your blood sugar 
because she says you're not taking care of yourself and she says that you need to be careful with your blood sugar because your circulation and the tingling that you're feeling might actually have to do with your blood sugar so she wants you to be careful thank you my hands were tingling earlier thank you so she's wanting you to be careful so to pay attention to yourself okay thank you and thank you for sharing your gift oh, with okay. us and my god bless you and illuminate you with more spiritual oh, you're guidance welcome. you take care thank of yourself, you okay thank you may god bless you bye-bye bye-bye